17th-century Ethiopian Orthodox depiction of the glorified Christ. May you be, strengthened with all power according to His glorious might so that you may have great endurance and patience, and giving joyful thanks to the Father, who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of His holy people in the kingdom of light. For He has rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of the Son He loves, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. The Son is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. For in Him all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities, all things have been created through Him and for Him. He is before all things, and in Him all things hold together. And He is the head of the body, the church, He is the beginning and the firstborn from among the dead, so that in everything He might have the supremacy. For God was pleased to have all His fullness dwell in Him, and through Him to reconcile to Himself all things, whether things on earth or things in heaven, by making peace through His blood, shed on the cross. New International Version. Today is Christ the King Sunday. It is intended to help us see the cosmic reality that Jesus reigns over all creation as the only rightful sovereign of the universe. This particular Sunday always comes just before Advent so that we remember to anticipate both a baby and a king. Christ as Lord of all exposes three problems humanity faces. 1. Building our own petty kingdoms and setting ourselves up as masters over our own small worlds. People who have been hurt, all of us, often attempt to seize power for themselves in order to avoid ever being hurt again, or in the belief that wielding power could have prevented others from being hurt. The classic villains of movies and literature are ones who seek to destroy the current establishment so that they can rebuild it in their own idea of how the world should operate. The destruction is motivated by protecting loved ones from pain. The irony is that a lot of hurt is inflicted on the protagonists in order to alleviate the antagonist's pain. 2. Bowing to other kings besides King Jesus. When distressed, we might rely on alternative authorities to address our hard circumstances, expecting another to give us what only Jesus can. Instead of running to Christ, there is a fleeing to politicians or pundits or pastors. And we rely on them to cope with whatever is going on in our lives. 3. Lacking awareness of the power we have as subjects of King Jesus. Christians possess authority in Jesus Christ. As believers in Jesus, we reign with Him and can exercise authority over every dominion that exists, especially the dominion of darkness. Jesus is King. Neither you, nor I, are. A simple statement, yet, not easily engrafted into daily life. Part of the original sin of Adam and Eve was rebellion, to break the bonds of loving authority God provided for them. Westerners, especially, tend to have an anti-authoritarian strain which runs rather deep in us. When my middle daughter was a child and grappling with the implications of faith in Christ, she blurted out an honest cry that we can likely resonate with, I just don't want another person in my life telling me what to do. Indeed, Jesus is King, we are not. Christ the King Sunday reminds us of the preeminence and Lordship of Jesus Christ. All things were created through Jesus and for Him. Everything in all creation is held together by Jesus. Christ is the head of the Church. In Jesus Christ, complete divinity exists and reigns. Jesus made peace through the cross because He had the authority and the qualifications to do so. Broken relationships and proper lines of authority are now restored and redeemed in Christ. Ethiopian Orthodox Depiction of the Glorified Christ We can also likely relate to, at times, indulging in the illusion, and delusion, of being in control and independently dictating the course of our lives. Yet, mercifully, Jesus is the great Sovereign King, and this is a good thing, because in Christ we find authority to redeem and reconcile. Because Christ is King, we really ought to submit to Him. In fact, we need to pay some attention to how our bodies are to submit to His Lordship. When the body moves to animating physical actions of submission, 
This helps the heart to follow. Whole person worship involves engaging the mind, spirit, emotions, and, yes, the body. To neglect the body in worship is to truncate the ability to connect with God in Christ. A typical metaphor for the church is the body of Christ. We can live into that phrase through an embodied spirituality of submission. Our individual bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit, important for expressing worship. 1 Corinthians 3:16. God created us with literal physical bodies. And Jesus has a literal physical body. Bodies are important for whole person worship. This means the physical postures we take in worshiping King Jesus are significant. We need to pay attention to them. A healthy practice for Christians is to kneel in the presence of the Lord. I realize some Christian traditions do it as a part of their worship, and some do not. Some like it, some don't. Yet, bowing, even prostrating oneself, if you are physically able, can be a powerful symbol of the heart's desire and disposition to submit to the Lordship and authority of Jesus Christ. Crawling out of bed in the morning getting on your knees and beginning the day with submission to live into the will of God, and also ending the day in the same manner, is a practical way of remembering who Jesus is and who we are. I believe all Christians need to feel free in adopting a physical posture of worship which helps them connect with God and Christ. For some, that will be sitting in a comfortable position in contemplation. Others will want to stand, raise their hands, even dance in praise. It also behooves us to let our bodies respond to whatever is happening with us spiritually. Exuberant praise needs the expression of hand clapping and toe tapping. Confession of sin needs a bit of bowing, kneeling, even prostrating. For prayer, hands open and palms facing up to receive blessing from God is a good bodily position of worship. You get the idea. Just remember we need to strive for congruence in our worship, that is, what is happening with our outward bodily movements needs to match what is occurring inward with our spirits. And when the two are in sync, meaningful worship can happen, worship of submission fit for a king. Sovereign God, in your mercy you have sent your Son, the Lord Jesus, who has brought reconciliation to a once broken relationship. I bow before you in obedience, submission, and worship. Let me live a cross-shaped life through enjoying the peace you have given me in Christ in both body and soul. Amen.